Hi, hey everybody. So it's Scoots here. It's uh, I don't even know the date. It's Saturday night. It's June, and this is okay. What are we gonna do tonight? We're gonna do a, a trending Twitter Tuesday episode. I think. Let's say I thought I knew how to use this Twitter, but uh, here we go. Trends. Oh boy. Okay. Let's see. Let's not pick the USA. I don't like the way the trends. Okay, I had to pause it, and I guess I had to make it. I guess an audible. I guess this is audible. My voice, so I had to make an audible. Um, because I don't. I don't know the Twitter trends. There was a couple that it was. I found distasteful. Or I said, well, I don't know. So I, I made an audible over here at Reddit. Uh, so I guess this will be a rending ruse day Redditation. And I know some people are might maybe you know if if you're with me right now you might be a new you could be a new listener, and you could you know you might have fallen for my you know my brilliant voice acting, uh in you know in, in prefaces you like where you're like Scooter's kind of a bit of a buffoon and uh, you know he just seems like a you know a, you know you just want to pat me on the head and you say. He's, you know, I think he, did he say one of his autobiographies is going to be called The Boy With No Edge? I said, no, The Edgeless Boy, I was thinking. Hey, don't you think that sounds better? The Edgeless Boy. Uh, no, it pushed over the edge. The Edgeless Boy pushed over the edge. How about that? I guess I remember maybe it's just, you know, a need to expose. But so, uh, you know, I say, well, I guess I've, you know, I've kept uh, this people that haven't listened in a, like that are less than a year of listeners might not know about some of my other like uh, things like uh, cool, you know, the cool things I do <laughs> besides uh, putting people to sleep and uh, uh, watching television and taking obsessive notes so I can put people to sleep and. You know, some of you have listened recently. You heard my, like, uh, maybe a few months ago that you and my dog listened to Knox. That's my one big hobby, listening to Knox. And it's not a hobby I put out there to be judged. You know, it's just that's what I, that's a pastime, listening to Knox. And just to set that up, just in case you're real new, K-O-N-C-K-S, yes. One of my pastime, when I'm not podcasting or working on the podcast, well, my number one pastime is worrying. We're think, you know, thinking, but you know, if obviously I got to do something to distract me from that, just like everybody else has hobbies. I mean, I guess you could say the podcast is a hobby, a full time hobby, but uh, is it a pastime? Is Knox? Me and my dog, we listen to Knox now. Like, uh, this is not what this episode's about, so I don't want to get too caught up on it. But you could email. I'm not interested in getting other people into this hobby because it's. Uh, but we listen to knocks, recorded knocks, uh, people knocking on doors. We, we like we just call it knocks. Uh, from around the world, there's a there's a group of people, small community, of knock enthusiasts, myself and my dog Koa included. And we, you know, that we exchange knocks with other people. And I may say, she say, but, but, but that's what I do. So that's one of my pastimes. So you might hear that and you say, okay, but this is just in your, you know, that doesn't, wait a second. I'm sorry. What you and your dog listen to knocks? I don't understand. Okay. Some people listen to music. Some people listen to podcasts. Some people listen to, uh, 
they'd compare it to ham radio or something. We listen to recordings of people knocking on doors. Yeah, and we, we you can do with it what you wish. Some people have, uh, I was lucky enough to, to meet one of the, you know, a live knockoff, we called it. It changed the name after that. That was I, I tried to host the first knockoff, but then ended up there was one more wealthy person, and they had actually in their garden, very artistic, I thought, they had hidden speakers where different knocks, and they created a knock walk. And if you're not a knock enthusiast, you think that's madness. And I say, yeah, we were walking through this gentleman's garden, and from a hidden speaker in a bush, we'd hear a knock. And you say, man, I, I don't know. My gut's telling me that's an Estonian knack. I don't know why. And then, you know, the other, and I say, well, and she's like, I am detecting salts in the air. And I say, yeah, I think so too. And I said, you know, so that's what knack enthusiasts do. That's about the two second version. And me and my dog will do the same thing. My dog, of course, she communicates by nonverbal communication. I mean, mostly, but when you, you know, when you've heard your first melancholic knock, is that the right word? Melancholic. Yeah. A knock, uh, uh, it's not always heavy with melancholy, but, 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 you know, a knock that echoes with melancholy will say, you know, you'll never be the same. Uh, and that, that, but that would be a time my dog would communicate by something. She would say, oh. Uh, but anyway, if you hear me talking about knocks, you say, oh, Scooter's a poor guy. But I have another hobby. And you say, you know, because you think, Scooter, are you the most, like, dullest guy, non-fictional character in the world? I say, well, it's, I, I, I like to think so. I, I do. Uh, I do like to think so. Uh, but I'm not the only one, right? Like, and and that's where we get into like, let's say, you know, I'm I'm I've got a bad boy side, other than you know, not bad, the, the side that you're all familiar with, the not bad boy. Where you say, what's well, Scooter like? Well, he's not bad, you know, he's not great, not bad. That's a super me podcast, and not bad at all. Uh, but yeah, so my other hobby, it's not really a hobby or a pastime. It's an underground world that I enter into with, you know, re- with reservations always, normally with a headband, you know, and, and those are the kind of world, you know, with, a t- with the kind of headband you tie on your forehead. And if you're familiar with any head, you know, stories that require a headband, you know that those aren't the kind of stories you, un- underground headband stories aren't the stories you enter into lightly. And when I enter into those worlds, it's for a bore down is what we call it. Because you'd say, yeah, I like to think I'm the most, I've got the, I've got the board, board game cornered. Uh, but I don't, you know, there's other people out there across the globe uh, who consider themselves pretty boring. Or, you know, and we don't just, you know, boring's a term, you know, it's a relative term. You know, I'll just use the, the obvious example of that interesting guy from the beer commercials. Like, he's the most interesting man in the world, they say. And, it, you know, it's a witty commercial, and it's got some good writing and some good jokes sometimes. Yeah, but it's like an ad for beer, and it says, oh, this is the most interesting man in the world. This is what he does. This is how sweet he is, and this is what he, like, uh, you know, this is one of the beverages he chooses to imbibe. 
But I could tell you if you, you know, if you got a hold of a, like a ad archivist, uh, at one of the big universities, probably NYU, they probably, I would bet they have the best ad archivist or one of their librarians, uh, You'd say, give me, can you give me the most boring uh, beer commercials ever made? Or the, like, lowest performing ones that weren't offensive or whatever. You know, they were hyper-realized. Uh, and you compared even, like, some normal person who has, like, Brad Pitt's life to a beer commercial. You'd say, geez, uh, Brad Pitt's life, you know, in a non-distilled way, is pretty dull compared to this beer commercial. Because... Uh, I don't know if I have a point in there. I guess uh, it's relative, I guess. Uh, you know, interesting lives compared to beer. I guess like, uh, yeah, even Brad's pit life, Brad Pitt's life is kind of boring compared to a friggin' beer commercial for the most part. I mean, you've seen that ad recently. I think I don't think it was for beer, but they, where the uh, they, they take a, a house on a road trip and they have a party in a house while it's on a flatbed. And I said, that is, looks awesome. They said, how can how, how the hell can I go back to listening to Knox with my dog when I know there's, uh, like, uh, people out there doing stuff like that? And then at least my dog gives me the same, she's, that's a commercial dummy. And I said, oh, yeah, remember when I, you know, I actually thought that that existed and I tried to emulate and she said, oh, yeah, and then she rolls her eyes. Uh, but so bore down is when the great, you know, the, the bores of the world, as we call, and we do, we take pride in that term, in its relativeness, or at least we do like to, th- you know, maybe we're the disturbed ones to say, well, I'm relatively boring, whatever the heck that means. But at a bore down, uh, it's underground. You know, you've heard rap battles. You probably, you know, you probably said, well, so rap battles, uh, that's kind of badass. And if you've seen a 70s movie, you know, or even a greaser movie, you say, okay, there's that kind of, you know, or you, you dance battles, there's dance battles. There's James Corden's got karaoke battles going. I don't know if they're karaoke battles. It's a dance battle. You have all these things. So we have uh, bore downs, we call it. It's, of course, a bore battle. It's more alliterative. Uh, but you know, the, the, like when you're doing it, we, we you know, we do, we, we have, you know, we have different, uh, traditions. We do do the thing where you snap and we go bore down, bore down, bore down, but we, you know, or we're, we're kneel, what do you call that? Bending our knees, you know, like a musical, everyone bore down. I, I think it's, I can't sing, you know, I can't sing cause it might wake somebody up, but, uh, I don't even know what musical they do that in, but just like, you know, one of those, you know, cause it's cool. A bore down is cool. And, 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 you know, cloaked in, not cloaked in danger, drenched in danger. And there's participants like me that have a headband. And I'll be honest, a, a, a couple, you know, good news, bad news things is that, you know, not everybody in the boredom community is exactly happy with me in this podcast. Like I guess, yeah, they have mixed feelings. If they find it hilarious and the Sisyphean, you know, the Sisyphean, you know, there's things they find funny about it and then the rest of it they don't like. And, you know, luckily I haven't made any riches off the podcast. Otherwise they would, you know, also call me a sellout. And, uh, but it's, but, but, uh, but, but making money off being boring is not as uh, something to bore. And I think it's just a matter of, uh, 
I don't know. And I say, well, you're not a real boy, but I am. You know, just so everybody knows, you know, when it comes to board downs, uh, there's well, usually I go to the board downs. It used to, like I've been going to them even before I got sober. So before that, you know, I had a bad reputation. I was still boring, and I could still go on and, and do this kind of stuff. You know, but I was even more unpredictable. I guess it was a different kind of unpredictable back in the day. And then, you know, as I've, you know, craft, honed my craft in a new way with, you know, fresh blood in my brain and stuff like that, you know, I, I'm a competitor and, and I am a very competitive person despite all of my uh, goofing around and stuff. When that, when I hear those snaps and that bore down, bore down, bore down, I, I honestly am not even exaggerating. I change, like I get locked in. And there's a deep desire in me, you know, to bore the pants off. If, if you could bore pants off of somebody, which you can't, believe me, I've tried. Uh, they say you're boring the pants back on me and having him taken them off is what I've heard before. And they say, well, yeah. I say, well, have a great day. Uh, uh, but so, um, what's it going to say? There's a is the glamorous life of a, of a bore down participant, and you know it gets gets wild. Uh, but also, you know, because I have a love of competition, because I think uh, you know, steel hones steel, or whatever they say. Is that what they say? Iron forges iron, or something like that. Iron sharpens iron. Uh, I, I like to be in these bore downs, and I like to be because it's it's good for the podcast, you know. And even once in a while, somebody will get a hold of me. In that, you know, it's not a bore down with just one or two people normally. Uh, but sometimes someone will call me out, you know, just like you hear in these other, these other creative endeavors. And I'll say, but, you know, if, if, if I'm, if I'm not busy, I'll bring it, you know, it's already been brought and, you know, the, the dolls have already been rotten. Uh, but so a funny thing happened, it's not funny at all, is that, uh, Another thing, you know, to monetize being the, this, uh, the lulling, soothing tones and stuff, it's not easy. You know, I've been doing this podcast for over two and a half years, 400 plus episodes. And I still don't have it, have it quite figured out. I think so. Uh, but like a lot of these endeavors, you say, well, geez, you just get a hold of the rich people. And so a lot of us in the board community will, uh, We'll, 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 we'll put ourselves out for, for richer clientele. And I had spent a lot of time with in soccer, football, and actually burnt, you know, a, a, a way long time ago, I'd, you know, been in, interacting with these major level soccer teams, including Argentina, Lionel Messi, in, in order to make a living. Because you say, well, geez, I'll put your soccer players to sleep or Lionel Messi alone. And, you know, because uh, that helps peak performance. It's been, you know, it's a, a, a day at a show, so you get some good rest, you'll be a peak performance. And, you know, initially it can be a tough sell to say, well, it's just some machismo here, you got to overcome it. I say, yeah, no, 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 this is a strictly business situation. You know, no funny business, just, boy, you know, uh, I'll put your players to sleep, coach. And I don't know what episode it was. It was an early episode of this podcast where I talked about when, you know, I tried, you know, I did work with the Argentinian uh, soccer team briefly until the, the things didn't, you know, and they caused international incidents, I think they said. 
I think because it was just because more than one, more than two countries were involved. You know, whatever they say, you caused a black eye on our. I think that's what the Canadian said. He said, I forgot how, it, I mean, I'm just saying, I said, well, how did I, how did I mess it up for you too? You too also said that because they think they were scheduled to sing at something. U.S., obviously, Argentina, Argent, Argentina, in the, whatever the host, you know, the host country. But, you know, so, but, but in this may be pomp and circumstance, you know, this may not, may or may not be true is what, it, what they'll all say. Uh, but, but I'm not even going to get into details. It's that Lionel Messi, you know, I figured, and I love him. You know, he's an excellent soccer player, wonder to watch, a genius with the ball, a po- poetry in motion, just like my favorite basketball player of all time, Lawrence, poetry in motion, Moten. And uh, what was my point? So Lionel Messi and I, we'd cross paths a while, years ago. And I never thought I'd see him again, and I've been appreciating him from afar, but I know, you know, I had caused him some sleepless nights, and they asked for a refund, I said, well, you never paid me. But whatever, uh, Lionel Messi had got a taste of my lulls, we'll say, uh, in, 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 you know, in, in the most neutral way. I mean, I guess it's not neutral, my lulls are good, you know. And any any of you that are hardcore listeners may may or may not see where this is going, but recently there's this there's this was a soccer tournament. By the time you're hearing this, that was hosted here in the USA, and the, 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 some of the South American, Central American, North American countries are participating in it. And, you know, I said, well, I, I, I was just looking forward. To it. There's like the Euro and the Centario Cup, I think it was called. And so I was like, this is great, you know, great soccer on TV, international soccer. We had the NBA playoffs. And then right one night was us settling in. And this is just nights ago, just, you know, I like to keep these stories fresh from when I'm recording it. I got a bore down. You know, it was a text from an unknown number. Uh, it said bore down. And then it had the snap of Modi. And that Modi, Modi, can I call it a Modi? Uh, which was the first time I'd ever seen that, like, and I, but I knew what it meant. I said, because then it came back, bore down, snap, bore down, snap. And I said, how long till you can be able to drag and drop your emoticon on your words? You know, that should be something. Well, like I said, okay, well, it's time for, uh, it's time for bore down. And I said, where and when? And of course it never comes back any other way. I said, tonight. And it, it, it said tonight, and then it gave me the address, uh, and, and uh, I said, okay, I guess it's on. And I went into my closet, and I got my headband out, and I tied it to my forehead. And then I and I told Koa, Koa, I may or may not return tonight, but uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to head to a bore down. And then she just put her head back down, went back to sleep. I said, okay, you're feeling, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. And I headed to this undisclosed location, not too far away. I wasn't surprised. Uh, it been a while since I'd been in a bore down. And at first, you know, when it's, when it's in that mi- middle stage, uh, 
you know, that's when the doubt can creep in. I said, should I even go, you know, try to talk myself out of it? They say, what if, you know, what if I, what if I don't have it? Or what if I'm just going to get booed? What, what if I'm like the uh, joke now? The Mr. Mr. Board all or something. But I, then I thought about the, like, where could it be? And I, I figured it was going to be in, I always picture, you know, in some gritty industrial area. In the gritty floor and the metal chairs and they had a romance, that has romance for me. In, 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 in like the, the format, cause the board down could be, could, are you boring the whole audience? Are you trying to put people, particular people to sleep? I thought about, you know, just the off chance that if someone, I said, well, geez, wait a second. It might be someone who they actually could have the pants board off them just in case, you know, they would definitely, if they're going to be anywhere, be at a board down. I, I would think, I would hope. I, I mean, I still, you know, I still hold out hope. I mean. Uh, but this was out of all places, a giant, like a, it was after dark, it was after night. And I turned down the road and it went in and it was this, uh, this showroom, a mattress showroom. But it was tucked off enough off the main boulevard uh, that it was dark and, and, and I pulled in there. And the parking lot had a few cars. And their windows were pasted with signs with pricing and, you know, picture, you know, to drive traffic. But I could hear, you know, I could hear it in the back of my brain. I could hear bore down, bore down. And as soon as I stepped out of the vehicle I was in and my foot hit the pavement, I was ready. It's no, no two ways to put it. It's just, well, actually, I wasn't told ready. My headband had come loose, so I had to re- it double knotted it. And, you know, some of this is, sounds funny, but I'm not afraid to be embarrassed by I me. Mean, I said, you know, it's on, like to the break of dawn. It, it, and really, that's how board out, some board outs go. And some people say it. And I said, I wonder, I don't even have any clue what to expect. But then I started hearing, uh, I started hearing talking. In the Bay Area, uh, in, where I've had a lot of bore downs, in New York City, where back, those are my, you know, that, that's when I was the mad bore. Oh, no, I think that was when I, but, it, you know, we're lucky to have a, a very diverse populations in, in, a, in a cacophony of languages. I think that might be the right use of that. So I could hear some, some, some different languages being spoken. Uh, so that wasn't surprising to me, but it seemed like a, like a, I could hear some Portuguese, I could hear some Spanish, and I said, "Okay." I said, "Wait a second. And, but I said, "This is this is like a lot of it," and, and I'm not bilingual, you know, and barely, barely can speak English, and I'm learning a little bit of Spanish. Uh, but these are the challenges I'm more than willing to get into. So they go into the back of the store. Uh, where I was told to go, and I open the door, and there's a couple people in there look at me from the you know from the bore circuits, a couple of competitors, and you know some people wouldn't make eye contact with me, some people are kind of still friendly, and they said, "Is this like a is this some kind of big time bore down?" Or we because they didn't have, none of them had it like the competitive look like. Uh, 
they like seem like they're hanging backstage because uh, this was a back like administrative warehouse area of this uh, mattress store. And I said, I said, what am I, what, what am I in for here? And the, the person I kind of trusted the most, they just shook their head. And I said, what, what is it? I said, because there hasn't been a, I mean, there's been a couple of people that have like, like my Carlos the Jackal, as we'll say, um, like that's Jason Bourne's nemesis, I think. Uh, that, that like really stir up fear, like where I'm like, oh boy, I could be outmatched. But but there was a part of me looking at this uh, person's face who shook her head that uh, like uh, that shook with fright for just a moment. But in in a bore down situation, that's when fright is at, because then immediately is uh, tempered by uh, like this uh, competitive fire within me, and like they said, no, no, no. Like a part of me, I think. Uh, I guess somewhere on the border of healthy and unhealthy, that is like, we are not going to lose a bore down. You know, just like that girl said, it's already been brought in. You know, that, that is my internal cheerleader. That's all she says anyway. And so I said, show me the stage then. And I said, no wonder everybody's acting. And people were acting glum. And I think, cause, and let me just jump ahead uh, with a theory. He said, you know, one thing about this podcast and, and some of the intention, attention it's been lucky to get is that, you know, people are afraid uh, that, that the bore circuit, and, and so I don't promote, you know, obviously I'm not going to tell the listeners about a bore down because that would give me an unfair advantage. Uh, one great fear of the borers is that it's going to get, you know, get a celebrity impact. And I figured that the podcast could catch up with me one day. But right now, you know, I got it spread out. You know, it's not, we have a good audience for a podcast, but I'm not. So I don't like, I didn't think it was a problem. Yeah, but that, this is my suspicion of why everyone was sad. At first, I thought it was because I was out of my league. But I walk out on the stage, which was just a showroom. And I look out at this huge mattress showroom, much bigger than I expected. And they'd brought out even more beds. So the entire uh, room was filled wall to wall with beds, with people in the beds, a diverse, uh, wide range of people. Uh, but mostly, you know, younger, you know, 18 to, 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 to in their 30s. And I, but I did see a lot of, uh, like a tur- like light blue color. And that's when my gut said, trouble, there's trouble. Uh, right here in Boredom City. And it was a capital L. And, it, you know, it rhymes with E that stands for messy. Because then I looked across the room and see, stepped out from, like, behind a, a cardboard cut. I think it was a Pee Wee Herman cardboard cutout with a refund. Uh, I said, I don't know. Pee Wee was a mattress spokesperson, so maybe it wasn't Pee Wee Herman. Maybe it's just somebody else in it because it was dark. You know, not all the lights were on. But Lionel Messi steps out behind the thing, and he always has this like uh, I don't know if it's a goofy look, uh, but like a friend that hasn't seen you in a while, like look like. Uh, 
like a, a half smile, but not like a, I don't know. He's got a real nice look on his face. Always, it seems like. Like he's partially amused. Uh, my sister's husband has that look a lot of times. And you, so you're always glad to see them. Except in this, I say, said, uh, I said, oh, wait a second. I said, Lionel, right? Lionel, Lionel, Lionel. Lionel. I said, well, I'll just go with Mr. Messy. <laughs> and I did that. And there was some harumphs. And we shook hands, which was already awkward because normally. And then the snap started. And it was bore down. And then I heard it in Spanish, in Portuguese, in Korean, uh, you know, Chinese. I see hearing French, uh, different languages missing, mi- 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 mixing together. But it still had that do, 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 snap. And, you know, it infected my, my soul, I guess. And then messy. It is as, as relaxed and joyful as he seems. Uh, he, he, has, he has a huge competitive spirit as well. And I sensed it in him. And I, and I guess I, I took it as this was it. Like uh, we were already out on the stage. So I started trying to use the room, which I always forget. In any other situation, I don't use the stage, but... So I started, he's cat-like. I figured I'd bring out my cat, and I started prowling the stage like a cat. And I said, Mr. Messi, uh, you've come You've come here uh, to bore, have you? And he laughed. And, the, and again, this threw me off, because he, he has this style of boring people that was just like his style in the soccer field, I guess. He, he seemed to, like to just be having fun. And so he, he was just, he just seemed amused and we were kind of, you know, feeling each other out. And I still didn't have a total idea of what I was in for. Uh, but then someone ran out with a, a, a piece of paper and they handed it to Messi. And I said, okay, this is like, uh, and you have to trust, uh, you know, that you're not, like, you have to trust your skills. Like you say, well, what if it's a setup? Like, is it some sort of setup, uh, since there's no rules, but there's people running the, the board down. And I say, I knew the competitive fire within Messi, this was going to be a fair fight. Uh, and then he went to open the envelope and then he handed it over to me. And then I said, wow. And I said, uh, you, you read it and, and I'll take it. And he said, fair enough. And then I said, you know, part of me, which I thought was a, maybe a sign of weakness. I said, I wish we were best friends, you know. I said, geez, can you imagine just chilling with Messi? But then he read, he, he read it and he said, uh, uh, he, but he pointed to me, he said, this is Willis Carter, the inventor of air conditioning. Kneel before your God. And then everyone did a snap support down and I held my hand up and I didn't want to say anything to the audience, but I was like, you know, you got to start to chill out. And I said, yeah, you might expect me to uh, go on and on about the road I went down. Willis Carter's the name, air conditioning. Was not the game. Was it an accidental discovery? Or was it an intentional invention? I don't know. Ho-hummity-do. But the South has become populated in the United States, I think, due to air conditioning. In uninhabitable places made habitable. 
What's the impact? I don't know. Oh, humbity, humbity, oh. I'm here to tell you uh, that I did it, though. I'm uh, Willis Carter, the inventor of air conditioning. Hibbity, humbity, hibbity, oh. And then right away, the person ran out again, and they handed me an envelope, which was for now. I was like, okay, this is for Messi. And I opened it, and I said, sad-looking bear. And then he had he had trouble because he's never sad-looking, but then he uh, he just, like, lumbered around as a bear. He did, like, a little bit of a pantomime bore down. Which I was like, I mean, it's kind of advanced level stuff, uh, or you could say super amateur, but oh no, not the way he moved. And it just takes a level, because you see, we don't want people watching you. But it was still early on. But he lumbered around, but then he got closer into the audience. And then he kind of and he kind of did this hibernation thing, and I said, "Wow, this guy is—he's good. He's good. I'm, I'm in for. You got to bring my A game now." And then they ran out with the envelope again, and I said, "You know, you want to go back to back?" I just did that, and he said, "He said okay." And I said, uh, "I'm an electronics repair technician, disliked by Apple, and makes YouTube videos. Ask me anything." You know, that one wasn't easy, cause so I had to repeat it. And then he, he did, like, one of these, and I, I thought he was going to still pantomime things. But then he, he did he kind of did this routine where uh, he made me an, an iPhone. And then he, he, said, he, he started doing this, uh, like, dual routine. He said, what's wrong with you? And I said, my screen's cracked. And he said, okay, well, let me change it out. And I said, this guy, I said, is he a student of uh, Marcel, Marcel Marcel or something? Because he was still doing this level of miming. But now he was using, I guess it wasn't miming because he was talking. Uh, but it wasn't, and this isn't critical, really critical, but just gave me a boost. Because they said, that was a really tough one. And I didn't give it to him on purpose. Uh, but he didn't go for like the tropey thing where he like just went on and on. And so like he did a couple other things, but I could feel it. So then they ran back out with another envelope and it was for me. And he said, through the fog above the cloud with a drone. And I said, you know, I said, a lot of people like to talk about Icarus and Daedalus, myself included. You know, and a couple of boars here, you know, some of us fly high during the day and nearly touch the sky, and some of us uh, never fly. And I guess, you know, you know, I don't know how many people are here are hardcore boar downers, but I get some criticism sometimes about this podcast I do, you know, pushing the boundaries of the boredom community. You know, out of the, the dark corners uh, where celebrities can even hide uh, their, their wonderful skills. And then people kind of, they perked up. I said, okay, this is a risk because uh, they grasped maybe a little bit too much attention. It was a little too concrete. But I said, I like to think about what would have happened if Daedalus uh, and Icarus 
It didn't fly too close to the sun, or if the day was a little more overcast, a high cloud cover. And, or maybe that the, the father was, a, why would you, what did we make it from wax for? He said, well, it was the only material I had available uh, to me. He said, would you, couldn't you get some tar or something or you see, or test it out in somebody else? And he said, well, I told him, don't fly too close to the sun. And he said, do you ever think about the irony of the sun and the sun? He said, of course, it's a, of course. And then I gave Messi a look, like, you know, start flying, Daedalus. And he started to fly, and he was doing this shush, shush thing. And I said, through the flag, above the cloud, there's a drone. As the wind passes through Daedalus's wings. And there's a, and I started to think that there is something to this, because Messi had that joyous look that you like to think Daedalus had. Or Icarus, I guess. I get them mixed up. That Icarus had on his face for a moment. Kid Icarus, you know, the game. Flying through the clouds. Not to break the top cloud cover, which would have been easier to tell your son than not too close to the sun. Just say, don't fly through the top clouds. And I was pretending the Pee Wee Herman cutout was uh, Daedalus. That way I said, okay, that'll be easier for me not to keep screwing up the names. Through the flag. Above the cloud, with a drone comes Icarus. With a joyful breeze in his hair. Across the clouds. Across the sky. Over the fields he does fly. The joy of being free from the earth. From his father's gaze, to taste the freedom from the tower they're in. And they say, they kind of lost it again. And then, even like uh, Messi made a joke and he kind of like acted like he was in. And I, I did lose it. And so then the guy ran back out with another piece of paper. And it was a simple one. And I guess they kind of said, you want, you want to take this? And Messi said, yeah. He said, I said, uh, this gem. And then uh, first Messi started playing guitar. I thought that was like gem in the holograms. But then he made himself into a geode. Like he curled up and then he brought my hand over and cracked it. And I said, hey, maybe maybe he's not a very good Borg. Cause he's still doing, and I said, he's doing a mimetic uh, bore down. But then he cracked it himself open, like with my hand as a rock. And then he actually went on like an eight-minute tirade, like not a tirade, a board, you know, about crystal, crystalline formations. And some of the audience started to drop off, and I said, "Oh boy, he's got it." Uh, but you know, the the whoever the judges were, they felt like it was getting unbalanced, so they ran back out the paper for me. And Messi read it, and he said, "A dead tree at the top of the Banks Peninsula, Canterbury, New Zealand." And I said, I guess this is going to be this is a poetic one for me, because I said, that's another poetic image. And I said, I stand over watch. I look over fields. Once I had flown, but that time's been repealed. This dead tree 
is now my home. I live within. I live all alone. Here on the Banks Peninsula is where I'll stay. As my life drains away, like this tree, I'm getting old. It's leaving now, and I said, man, I still don't get it. I, and then I kind of started to, and the messy like kind of patted me on the back. And then they ran out with the envelope, and I, he said, he said, he pointed to himself, and then he was reading it himself. And they said to me, he said, explain to me like I'm five. Why don't really long exposure photos weigh more megabytes? Shouldn't every pixel have the same amount of information regardless of how many seconds it was exposed? And I said, I don't know. And he said, neither do I. And I said, you say, yeah, I don't even understand like uh, the question, do you? And he said, I don't. Uh, I don't understand it at all. He said, really long exposure photos. So it means uh, the camera's uh, capturing the the pixel for a longer amount of time. But pig, aren't pig, pixels are different. Aren't, are pixels made up of ones and zeros? Uh, and he said, they may be. And I said, yeah, so a pixel's not the end amount of data, is it? I said, a pixel is just a gathering of ones and zeros. And each pixel doesn't necessarily contain the same amount of ones and zeros. And he said, I say, he goes, that sounds about right to me. But And I said, well, that doesn't explain it to you like it's five, though. And he says, you're right. He goes, but every second means more ones and zeros. And he goes, it'd be like if I opened the door to the store and let in a little bit of air from the outside. It would only get a little bit cold. But if I let in more air, it would get colder. He goes, but the air is invisible. So you say, well, how much air did you let in? And, and I said, You're, we're close, we're close, we're close. And he said, give us another one. And then they ran out and I, they, they said, you want me to read? So he said, yeah, yeah. He said, why isn't the car radio... Uh, why isn't the radio distorted while traveling in a car? And then he said, he said, so you come over and we pulled up two chairs. And then he said, he pretended he was driving and he handed me the stereo. And I said, he, he said, this is wild that he's really pushing the boundaries of Boredown. Yeah, because he, he was doing this mime Boredown, you know. And then he turned on the radio, and then I said, Oh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Welcome to Sunday Drive Radio. Uh, radio Sunday Drives, you know, because like I, I had that down from another. Uh, it's just a lovely day here. Uh, we're, we're here. We're playing uh, live uh, Icarus in the Sundays all day long. And, you know, it's, it, this is an interactive radio because uh, my, my friend here who's driving the car can hear me just fine. Can you hear me just fine? And he was still doing miming. Uh, but I said, and this was something I thought at the time and I still can't have an answer for. But I believe it to be true is that uh, his body language and mimic motion was being picked up by people with their eyes closed. 
uh, and you say that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. And I said, well, that's people pushing the edges of boredom, boredom uh, past uh, the edge. And I realized this was some sort of Mr. Bean type. Uh, and I said, well, that, I said, that's, that age is right. Uh, maybe Lionel Messi was a young man. At, at, uh, is that Mr. Banks? No, it's Mr. Bean. And then I was doing that, though, and he he thought it was funny. Cause, and I said, oh. And they changed the channel. And I said, oh, ten penny radio, one penny, two penny. And they changed it again. And then I said, and Argentina's down, six goals. And they changed it again. And I said, Sunday, Sunday. The rain comes Sunday through the clouds. We wait for Monday, and they changed it again. And meanwhile, he was, like, rolling down the window and trying to figure it out, and he was changing it really fast, and he was pointing to his brain. And I said, we're here. welcome to Science Friday on uh, Saturday night here. We're wondering how this radio sounds so darn good, even though this car is moving across time across space, uh, across uh, inaudible transmissions. This radio brings clarity. In motion and intention bring clarity. And then he started interpreting what I was saying. Like uh, the communication is happening. And even though the communication isn't really clear, it's being transmitted. And then, then I could, so I lost it. I said, right when I was hitting it with Messi, like we were hitting some sort of bore unity. And then the, the person ran out with a red envelope, which I said, okay, this is the last envelope. And then I said, he opened it and I showed, I read it, couldn't, and then I showed it to Messi and he was like, we're shaking his head. I was shaking my head. And I said, Graham Norton loves Reddit. Reddit loves Jeff Goldblum. And I said, Jeff Goldblum is a gem. And I said, how do you feel about him in Argentina? And Messi gave me a thumbs up. And I said, okay, this must be his style. A silent bore. I said, Goldblum's no bore. And uh, Graham Norton, I think, is a famous British interviewer. Uh, very beloved as well. But I got to say that I love uh, your risk-taking and the field. You're a magician with your feet. Uh, like Jeff Bulbloom is a magician with hitting his beats. But I've never known someone uh, to take a risk so great. And, and I'm sure the people backstage are saying, well, he can do it because he's famous. He can do it because he's rich. And maybe they're right, uh, but I, I can never, I've never been more impressed, uh, more honored. Uh, and then right then I saw the judge starting to move. And, and, and part of me was like I had become unaware that we were even being judged. Uh, but then for a split second I was like, I don't know. Well, how you could, I guess either he totally destroyed me. And I said, oh, I don't have my, and then right then the, the, the door, the mattress store opened 
And it was one of my nemesis is one of the Argentinian, uh, as, as, as you know, the soccer committee members. And they said, well, no. And then they, uh, and then he like got this look and then he was giggling. And so then like, uh, they said, Lionel, Lionel. They said, the sleep madmen. We, you know, and then it was a whole thing. Of course, it was my fault. Another, this one was kept on the down low. Because uh, they said, what are, you, what are you doing here? They said, and then he, he said, what is Lionel doing? He said, you are a bad influence on Lionel. And I said, Mr. Messi, we call him. And then, they, and then people started waking up. We had put the whole store to sleep, uh, Mr. Messi and I. Uh, but he was swept away with, uh, by Saccharazzi or whatever you want to call him. And uh, never got his number. Uh, but I'll never, for, you know, for the rest of my life, I'll never forget. Uh, I think I try to do stuff on this podcast and push the edges. And then you think, well, geez, has someone perform at such a high level on the soccer field? And then he can... It taken things like Marcel, Marcel, Mr. Bean, and other maybe the Ar- Argentinian mime greats. I'm not sure, or maybe just a busker he likes and uh, integrate him. And is is that even possible? And then having like a little boar unity. So that was the most recent bore down I was involved in, and uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and. Uh, Maybe you know, maybe that maybe it was not maybe that didn't happen or not. I don't know. I mean I do, but all right, good night.